1: It seems like everything is constantly changing and moving, and it's hard to find things that are of timeless value. Too often it's like if it's not new, it's considered dated, irrelevant. Well, this Christmas we want to challenge the status quo, and we want to embrace and celebrate what makes Christmas special. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro. I want to invite you to join us at River City Community Church for what we call carols and candlelights, where we will pause to center our Christmas celebrations around the true meaning of the holiday come for an engaging family service an outdoor courtyard experience with live nativity hot chocolate and more river city is off lookout road right across from ratama park come december 23rd at 6 p.m and december 24th at three thirty and 5 p.m find out more at reallife.org we want to help you start a christmas tradition that reflects the richness and the wonder of the season from all of us we wish you and yours a very merry christmas This is Sean Azzaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life.
2: Thank you so much for listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azzaro, heard on great radio stations in San Antonio and Bernie, Texas, and all over the world at that thing called ReachingForRealLife.org, mm. Spotify, mm. Amazon. Oh, my gosh. The Google. Wow. I know. Pretty cool.
1: I'm overwhelmed. <laughs>
2: Well, the word says go out into all the world and share the good news, Pastor Sean. So thank you for being here today, oh, sir.
1: hey, man. Great to be here. Great to be here. Uh, very excited just about all that's happening. The Christmas season is kind of rushing through, it seems. Dude, we're like
2: a week and a half away.
1: I know, I know. It's it, crazy. To be honest with you, I've enjoyed this. I, I, my plan was to try to slow down a little bit and not fill it up too much. I feel pretty good ah. pace. Okay, I feel okay. Now, maybe that I was pointing out some folks this morning. Maybe it's just like I'm so used to the crazy fast pace and especially with fall with the big capital campaign and all the stuff we did and everything going on there that it's felt nice it's felt like a good pace so i'm does that
2: mean you say like no to things is that what you're talking about when you say slow down
1: uh yes i that's exactly what you mean and we've kind of unapologetically said yeah there's just some things we're not going to do and there's some other things actually just fun or just kind of celebrating the season that we're going to do. And sorry, so that's kids, been no great. Christmas
2: this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yaya yeah, Pops
1: are going to Hawaii. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, that's cool. Will it be at your house? What time do we be there? What
1: time? Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll see you there. Uh, uh we are having the fam over yes yeah, it's gonna be great sweet. it's gonna be great of course obviously we have we have christmas eve services and things like that please so that uh you know there's always tradition that's a tradition yes. like christmas eve we'll probably go to maybe one of the kids houses closer here to the church and just collapse right because right? we've all we'll all have done the services and all the preparation and all the stuff it, right. it's one of those things that christmas eve we're kind of dead but christmas we really enjoy and we all get together and have a good time
2: Excellent. And, of course, to be here on Christmas Eve service, which is, again, on a Sunday, Eve Eve.
1: Yes, Christmas Eve Eve is, that's Saturday, mm-hmm. and that's 6 p.m. service. And then on Sunday, Christmas Eve, we're not having our morning services. We are having those instead uh, afternoon, evening, 3, 30, and 5 p.m. Awesome. Okay. So that's going to be great. Looking forward to that. So details. we'd love to have you. You're invited. Bring friends. It's awesome. It's going to be a great time. Carols and candlelight. It's a wonderful time just of celebrating Christmas. I'll share something from the word that just focuses us before we go on our family celebrations and great time out in the courtyard. We have fire pits going. Yeah. We have hot chocolate. We have a petting zoo for the kids. It's not really a petting. It's a nativity. Yes. And we actually have a nativity. And then the animals are just a. Headings. Okay. So, yeah. But who knows? Do you know there were not <laughs> guinea pigs at the manger? Are you sure? You who, know who brought the duck? Pot, pet, pot belly pigs? <laughs> yeah. at the, the you manger. don't know. You don't know. You really don't. Three
2: wise men, ducks. You know, whatever.
1: <laughs> who knows what they brought from Babylon? That's
2: <laughs> brilliant. Uh, again, that's at River City Community Church uh, right here on Lookout yeah. Road, right behind Rotama Park. And again, all the details at real life or yep, hey Pastor Sean, I've been watching the news. Oh, very yeah, good, yeah. very good. I, I thought this was kind of funny. All the fallout uh, from the the hearing uh, on the presidents of the Ivy League schools, etc., oh, yes. all the other ones was just kind of entertaining. I, I started looking at well, who are these people, and I started digging around. Right, and I found this was kind of entertaining. Some college courses that are offered nowadays that are just kind of like entertaining. I thought on one level, <laughs> this is at Texas A and M, real quick. Okay, uh, you, at Texas A and M, you can take paintball kinesiology paintball yeah that's a course you can get college credit
1: well but if you've ever paid see you're mocking but if you've ever played paintball you science. can really <laughs> it's important <laughs> okay. that's an actual but it's a pe course right uh, i don't know so they're common that you get to play paintball and you learn a little bit about kinesiology is that is that what it is i guess i I don't know they'll take
2: your money though that's
1: for sure. oh good good
2: uh university of pittsburgh in pennsylvania is offering this uh, last semester this is this year vampire blood and empire
1: i'm sorry what i don't (laughs) know if
2: that's exactly a full course on that
1: (laughs) okay so i'm a parent i've got my college student there i'm paying a lot of money for him to be college how do i feel seeing that on the transcript (laughs) correct and then i'm like you got a c minus are you serious and then
2: what do you do with that you know
1: you go teach it I think he, go, there's government jobs. I think government jobs yeah, that that really qualifies you. All
2: right, I want to start this with. Here's the course description. You tell me what it is. This undergraduate class in the in the university's uh, sociology and anthropology department studies how the culture of blank has affected human anxiety over time.
1: The culture okay. of blank has affected. So it's a sociology course on the culture uh, has affected human anxiety. The culture of work? I don't know. Has, what, the, what is the
2: culture it? of zombies has affected human social anxieties over time.
1: That's actually like a course? That's
2: a George Mason University
1: in Virginia. Oh.
2: Isn't that special?
1: <laughs> that, is that a real <laughs> course? Um, Are you punking me right now? USA you're on Babylon be again, aren't you? That's
2: <laughs> not true. Uh, this was on US uh, News and Report. Wow. Top 10 crazy courses, if you will. Oh, man. Those, well, are my, those are my favorites.
1: Yeah, hey, hey, there's stuff going on, you know, and there's there's courses, studies, and things that are just about things that you go, okay, I can't even make a connection between that and an actually productive mm-hmm. career. And there's the course, the traditional courses of study, you know, accounting, and, you know, all the different things you have to do, law enforcement, or just whatever, all the different majors that t- attach right to you know, some yeah. field. And then there's the ones that you go, I can't see where that's ever going to be right. useful. Right.
2: I, I, I took that course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, and, and how'd it go for you? Well,
2: I, I actually, I, I, I could, I was, I was filling in the blanks. I was at San Antonio college. I'm taking, I'm getting this radio TV film degree and uh, I'm, I'm taking my final. And one of the questions was uh, name three spinoffs from the Mary Tyler Moore show. I'm like, ooh, well, I know this. It's Lou Grant, and it's Phyllis, and it's Rhoda, but why am I writing this down on a piece of paper?
1: (laughs) Was that that, just a...
2: It was a a real question. It's like, I'm getting... I'm paying for this, for something that I just... You know, it's just dumb. Yeah. So I dropped out.
1: Oh, (laughs) Well, you showed them exactly. <laughs> Good for you, man. No, you made out. your stand.
2: It worked out, but again, it was just kind of ridiculous.
1: You know, I understand there can be fun stuff that's part of courses, and that's great. But when you talk about entire courses that you go, what what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and and understanding how much university costs, oh, understanding how much how much government money the Department of Education is just throwing at these schools, mm-hmm. and the product is sometimes and increasingly becoming not just suspect, but it's becoming alarming. Mm. Just as last week in the news, you heard about the congressional hearings where three different university presidents, all women, Mm -hmm. uh, were brought before Congress. They were Penn University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill, Mm -hmm. uh, along with the President of Harvard, uh, Claudine Gay, and MIT President Sally Kornbooth and what the questioning was was how their institutions had responded to instances of anti-semitism on campus with with, in the context of, and we talked a little bit about this if you want some more on this just you can listen to last week's podcast and Mm -hmm. we're kind of going to tie that in uh, but maybe go a little different direction Uh, but you know with the protests and the speech Mm -hmm. that's gone with the protests regarding Israel and Palestine and on these campuses it's overwhelmingly pro-Palestinian. And not just pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas. All right? And Hamas is a verified terrorist organization, terrorist tactics, clear lines, financial lines to Iran, funded by Iran. And the rhetoric has been largely pro-Hamas. And it's mind-boggling. But this went to a whole new level, and there's been incredible backlash, yeah. right, to, oh, yeah. on these university presidents. In fact, president of University of Pennsylvania, uh, Liz McGill, uh, resigned over it. Right. The chairman of their board resigned over it. So,
2: well, they lost a hundred million dollar gift from uh, one of their backers.
1: Well, maybe not. that's what they resigned <laughs> a over. Bit. Right? Yeah. So it, it's like, how far are they willing to go? Here's here's what the the way the questioning went. Mm-hmm. It was Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York. Okay, she just asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews would violate the university's code of conduct. <laughs> Now, remember, these are people who, if you say that a person, if a trans person, you say, but wait a minute, that's a man who is saying there's a woman. If you say that, that's hate speech, and it is these these code of conducts obviously hold you accountable for that, and you'll be expelled over it, Mm. right? It's not like they don't ever police speech. In fact, they've been policing speech hard for years now. Correct. But it was asked, wait a minute, do these... Institutions calling for the genocide of Jews, do they violate the university's code of conduct? Well, <laughs> all three. Yeah, and and she kind of pushed them. Yes or no? Yes or no? And the the answer that has gotten the most viral play, and this has gone viral. You can just mm-hmm. look this up on Twitter, or I'm sorry, whatever X, that is yeah. <laughs> on X. <laughs> uh, you can look it up, and you'll you'll find the hearing, and it's just stunning. Mm. It was Liz McGill who made the statement that whether or not hate speech crossed the line violating Penn's policies depended on context. And then she said this: "This is the part that I love. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. So if the genocide yeah. speech, genocide for Jews, is what what has been being shouted, mm-hmm. and the, that was the, what the question was about, if it turns into conduct, it can be. So wait a minute. So if it's a little conduct." It still might not be. Exactly. So I'm only doing a little genocide. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've, I've only taken out a few people. Wow. I, I mean, th- this is the insanity, and they refused to say yes. That would violate our code of conduct. Right. And then the exact same, similar responses from president of Harvard mm-hmm. and the president of MIT. Same yeah. type things. Mind-boggling, to say the least. Now, of course, we know this is all. Wrapped up in what we talked about last week. the As we really look at it, it's like for us, we say this is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. We know there was an unprovoked attack on October 7th. Hamas attacked, 1,200 killed, thousands injured, hundreds taken hostage. And they didn't try to hide it. They actually videoed it and oh, yeah. spread it. To, so everyone knew these horrible atrocities that they did. So you would think this is a really simple kind of thing, right, Mm -hmm. that people from free democratic nations everywhere would be in support of Israel, which is the only free democracy in that region there, the only place where you go and you experience a modern democracy with elections like ours, where women have rights, where there's protections, uh, all of these things. I mean, when you go and travel there, it's not a close call. You can see how neat Israel is. It's a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to visit. And then you literally cross over to these borders and it's very different, just across the border. You're standing on the fence line. You look back in Israel; it looks one way. Just the <laughs> irrigation, the way it's taken care of, the way the people are, mm-hmm. the way they're dressed, the way they're and then you look across the fence line. say, like, oh my gosh, yeah, I just went back five hundred years. You would think that people, free citizens from free countries around the world, would support them, but no. And, and it's mind boggling. It is. So it just goes back to this thing of does Israel have a right to exist? The different. Mantras. And I think we mentioned this last week. The you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What they're talking about is the state of Israel, mm-hmm. the entire nation. And, and right. when you understand Israel's great crime in this is existing, right? That's the crime. And so we know that's the motivation behind all of this rhetoric. And of course, you can go to reallife.org and check out our message this last Sunday because I really did. I did about seven minutes, just a, about a seven minute clip of the history. And I walked up to one of our high school students who's at a very well-known high school here. She just said, wow, I appreciate that. I had not heard any of that. Wow. Okay. And I talked about the history of the Ottomans. Mm -hmm. I talked about how the nation of Israel and Jordan, Lebanon, and Syria all came into existence and how how the UN supported it. Mm -hmm. All of it. And... Talked about, I even taught, went back to on the history of how long Israel had been there, 1,500 years of established history. I, I went about through the whole thing. Talked about the Byzantines and did all this in about seven minutes. So right. yeah, maybe it was eight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, you can go to reallife.org, check this last week's message, and, and hear that. But what's interesting, she said to me, she said, well, I've heard about the conflict. I just didn't hear any of that, the history. All I've heard is the Jews' fault. And that's in a school here in San Antonio. And, and I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm just more and more, I'm becoming increasingly disappointed in educators.
0: Yeah, a little bit. You know,
1: it, it really is. And I know, they're indoctrinated, they're brainwashed. Education schools, so many of the professors, so many administrators, so many of the decisions are made based on woke philosophies, and it's just like, come on. Well, and that's where these people are coming from, and then they're passing this on to our kids. And you need to know this. I shared something that's readily available Clearly established history, clearly established news. It's not that there aren't stories and perspectives on both sides, but it's like uh, the whole side of this story is not even being told. mm and it's by the nation that is an ally. It's a free, democratic nation. The, the, the thing that's hilarious: there's over two million Palestinians who live in Israel. Israel. Yeah, you know, who love uh, it. Yeah, twenty-five percent of Israel's is Muslim, and they're free, free to vote. They they have can have hold positions in government, and they do. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a mind-boggling thing when you understand. Yeah, and then you go to some of these nations right around them that are, want the destruction. That doesn't exist. Right. But Israel's the one get, that they're crying apartheid. Yeah. There is no apartheid in Israel. You need to go visit, get a passport. We, I think we mentioned this last week. <laughs> invest in a passport. Go see it because it truly is, is an amazing place. And so, you know, the most free Palestinians in the Middle East live in Israel.
2: Yeah. The shocking thing to me, Pastor Sean, is that this conversation is happening in America.
1: Right. Where, again, the Jews are free and they're
2: responsible for a lot of the prosperity in this. Yes. The founding of this country. But
1: also, all these people screaming in the streets are also free, are also enjoying the benefits of free speech and of free enterprise and all the things that go with it. So it's a little mind boggling for us. But what is so disturbing about this story of these congressional hearings Mm -hmm. and these responses is what's going on with our institutions of higher learning.
2: Pastor Sean, the universities have kind of swung to the left. Uh, I guess maybe going back to the sixties. This is an is this an intentional plan by someone by s- some group or or what?
1: Well, I mean, I think, and I, we're kind of going over ground that lots of others have done. I mean, again, you go to places like PragerU, yeah, uh, online great resources. Well, he's, uh,
2: he says, don't go to college. He, I mean, literally. Well,
1: and, and honestly, I would be very selective uh-huh. because here is the thing: um, Marxism is and you've seen other countries and what they always go after Mm -hmm. certain thought leading industries and education is one of them Mm -hmm. we so we know media and it's like why is it so far left why are all the news people all hard left Mm -hmm. is it so overwhelming in higher education that's intentional and that's strategic if you want to control the people you have to begin training at the earliest age Mm -hmm. And so it, it's amazing how many young people I talk about these things. I just start asking them some questions. Well, did you know this issue? No, I never heard that. Yeah. But yet they have these strong, adamant, hard views against America or against Israel or against, you know, whatever it is. And, and it's just like, but you haven't been educated. You've been lied to. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you're at all educated, if you've actually studied, in a, just a few minutes you can start holding up a mirror and saying, What about this? What about this? What about this? And if you find someone who's fair-minded, they'll begin a a journey of discovery. The problem is they have also been taught anyone who doesn't believe this is deceived, and they're trying to deceive you, and they're the enemy. Mm. And that's why in these places that used to be so – adamant about free speech and free exchange of thought and free exchange of ideas and tolerance. Remember tolerance? Wasn't tolerance an interesting idea? As I've said before, tolerance isn't a virtue Mm -hmm. one way or another. Mm. Okay. It depends on what you're tolerating. But the idea of tolerance, as said by people 20 years ago, 25 years ago, was, hey, you know, you can disagree, but let that free exchange of ideas happen. Well, when the left, the woke left, began to dominate universities, that's when it turned. Okay, now we don't want that free exchange of ideas. Now we want to control if by chance some student club does invite a conservative speaker onto campus or does invite someone who's pro-Israel onto campus, we are going to shout them down. We are going to do everything we can to disrupt. We're going to use uh, scare tactics to shut that free speech down. Mm. And that's, there is an intentional plan, Baron, and it is, it is really the kind of dismantling of the things that make America what it was. You notice it's, the church is always an enemy. Because the church recognizes a higher authority. If you recognize a higher authority, if you recognize the authority of God, one of the main tools of this is the authority of the state. And so you become an enemy. They're always against free economics. They're always against business, the things that make a nation prosperous and free and allow people to actually lead their lives. So it it is an intentional thing.
2: And it's funny how like, like Harvard was founded by the church.
1: Oh, no, they were. And, you know, you mentioned Harvard, uh, actually named after a clergyman, John Harvard, okay? Mm-hmm. It was a school to train clergy, ministers. Wow. And, and many others have a similar story. And so the question is, how do you go from here to there, mm-hmm. right? How do you go from where they start to now it's like so anti-anything faith, oriented
2: well let's let's talk about that for a second pastor sean because now you can look up a whole list of christian colleges or universities or seminaries that have gone woke that have gone liberal
1: yeah and i think part of that is we want to be approved and there's such an amazing amount of pressure mm-hmm. academia in general and understand i'm not talking about scholarship and learning okay scholarship and learning are good mm-hmm. and we should pursue them our whole lives right right academia though there's often a very pride oriented, and I want the approval and applause of my peers. Mm-hmm. And the one way to be ousted or ostracized in academia is to be a person of faith, yeah. because it, and it's literally, and it's parodied as as someone who's unsophisticated, as someone who's you're anti intellectual, and it it just isn't factual. But that's what's happened. Wow.
2: Now, Sean, I'm, I'm reminded of a dear friend of mine I went to high school with who was going to go off to Bible college and become a youth pastor and a pastor and do all the right things. And he went to California to a school. This is, again, back in the 80s. And he came back warped. I, yeah. I don't know what it, that was, but good Lord, that's not what's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. And I wish I could say, Baron, and, and again, this was a very well-known Christian college. It was not. And it wasn't Christian only in name. It was actually, it wasn't a Bible college, but it was a, a Christian liberal arts college, Christian-based You know, denominationally.
2: It's got the name liberal in it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) go figure. Stop. (laughs) All
0: right.
1: The the reality is I wish I could say this story was unusual. Mm -hmm. But, again, so many of colleges and universities feel this pressure to get the approval of the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Um, I think media creates an issue. It's because everybody wants the approval. Nobody wants to be outside. Nobody wants to be the guy who's going against the grain who's swimming upstream and i I don't care where you are i don't care if you're in a christian college i don't care if you're in in a lot of churches a lot of churches under the the kind of the guise of we want to be seeker sensitive Mm -hmm. they so want the applause of the world they so don't want to offend anybody with the truth of the gospel that they start out I think with a good motive of wanting to reach people who are not yet following Jesus. But before long, they start becoming like them. They start thinking like them. And before long, many of them don't believe in Jesus. And so it's one of these things that we just need to understand the pressure and be prepared to fight it. And I agree with Dennis Prager. If I were sending my kids to college again now, um, I'd be very, I'd be very cautious. I
2: mean, if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, and you're going to train to save lives, that's one thing. But just to just to go get a degree, it's proven just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're going to get a job, right? Uh, but the Lord just seems to have a way of organizing your path,
1: and He will, Baron. Uh, he will. It, but the thing is, education is so beautiful and important, right? And I think I believe we should all be lifelong learners. I I believe in the formal education process when it is done for the purpose of education, not indoctrination. Mm. That's the problem, though. Yeah. So many of these schools are far more interested in politically indoctrinating students than teaching them, actually teaching them to think, teaching them to ask questions. In fact, that's often the last thing they want them to do is ask questions. Right. I don't want them to really take a look. I just want them to accept what we're saying and nod with kind of like zombies. Oh, there, we brought up zombies again. Now we're going to <laughs>
2: Well, I thank you for for bringing up from behind the pulpit a little history lesson and teaching the truth because that 's where it starts yeah, a conversation right.
1: I encourage you to check that out. The message uh, this last week was on the mission of Christmas, mm-hmm. and we the reason we ended up talking about Israel is because we, we started out in Genesis twelve where mm-hmm. God promised a land to Abraham. And it's, a, it's such a center of a political hot storm right now in the United States. I felt it was important to take some time and give some context. So I encourage you, uh, go to reallife.org. The message is, it's in the beginning, message two, the mission of Christmas. The title of the message is the mission of Christmas. That
2: was a great point. I think you made, or was it that you know, 2,000 years ago, uh, a Jewish baby was born in Bethlehem, right in the heart of <laughs> Israel. Uh, the Jews were there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm telling you. Baron. everybody should know that, exactly. right? This is not hard. I know. You know, this is not hard. And they have been there for 1,500 years at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's, and it's just like. Just look it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's called a book. Exactly. Read it.
2: Nice. You know,
1: and, and but the problem is, again, we're filled with books, mm-hmm. and so many people have written books that just try to erase history. So yeah. anyway, I encourage you, be one who listens and learns. And
2: Hey, I want to do a flashback real quick, Pastor Sean. Back mm-hmm. in January, we talked about uh, reading the word. In a year, we're coming up, we're two weeks, three weeks away from yep. the end of the year. I want yep. you to know I am in the book of numbers.
1: Are you? Yes, sir. Excellent.
2: Almost got there.
1: <laughs> that's you got a lot of reading exactly. to do um in the next that's a, couple maybe, of weeks let's
2: talk about that maybe in the in january <laughs> if we can
1: no i, I hey we, let's that'll be a great conversation uh, that'll be a great conversation, not on your end <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why I come for what's what the, the to, encouragement to, to, exactly? <laughs> and that's what we're here for. Pastor John, thanks again. We'll see you uh Christmas Eve.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. I again, uh, our Christmas Eve services are you know gonna be at 6 p.m. on the 23rd, uh, if that's a Saturday, and then Sunday the 24th, 3 30 and 5 p.m. Hope you guys will come out. It's gonna be a great time and uh, just a great way to celebrate what really makes Christmas what it is, and that's Christ. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, We sure appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time.